0: Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the greatness of New Hampshire, the greatness of Minnesota, and the greatness of going on vacation with Colby. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Valve's handheld blockbuster and why Amazon is creeping around your always. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 315, recorded July 26th, 2021. The Land of a Thousand Lakes. Okay, hello everybody, welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that takes the month of July off. I'm Sean Jennings, joined <laughs> as always by two guys who were lost, but now they're found, Colby and Dan. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Sean. Good evening. What a, what a treat to be back. We yeah, I'm uh, dialing in.
1: Oh, go ahead. Dan's dialing in. It sounded like he had
2: something
0: more exciting to say.
1: No, I was I was just wondering, like, we haven't always been able to hear the music, right? That's new recently.
0: That's I new think... in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know you always imagined it because people didn't always see it, but you would like fake bop your head around like you well, were. There was no, there there a time imagine.
1: when we could like many, many moons ago where we could hear the music. So I always oh, yeah. knew the music. And I it, like it goes. I
0: let, let me tell you, this goes to show how long we've been doing the show where the last time you heard the theme music years ago, it was my iPod touch (laughs) routed into a, into a small mixer that went into my Dell laptop back in the day to play the audio for the show. Wow. It's been a little while. Yeah. But times have changed. They, you know, 2021, man, the technology has come so far. Um, Guys, what's new? What's going on? What's what's hot?
2: Yeah, I'm dialing in from a my new apartment, which I think I probably talked about in the last episode, but it's been so long that I don't really remember. Uh, we have Nest thermostats. It's pretty high-tech. We got the the smart door door uh, door locks, smart mm-hmm. locks, I guess. Which are pretty cool. There's like apartment building there so this is a company called Latch. And they make smart locks only for apartment buildings. You can't just like buy one for yourself. Hmm. Uh, but it's cool. You use your phone to get into the the gym and the garage and your apartment and everything. Or your watch. The watch app is way more convenient. Oh my gosh.. I bet. And, and I'm very excited. Maybe I, I described this on the show, but Apple at uh whatever it was called, WWDC, there you go. That's what it's called announced uh api support for the same kind of apis that the express transit thing uses where you don't even have to open an app you just hold your phone up this is how the that car lock thing works too
0: Mm -hmm.
2: hold your phone up and no app open necessary and it recognizes your phone and i hope if flash is listening i hope you implement that immediately in september or whatever because that would that would make it even better
0: yeah. I mean, think obviously this would involve a hardware change, but if they could get the U1 chip in there and then you wouldn't even have to put your phone to the door, it would know the proximity. Um, Cause that's how the, once the cars have the U1 chip integrated, um, you won't even, you'll just walk up to the car, like a wireless key fob now. Right. Um That's, that's the next generation. I assume that takes hardware.
2: Yeah. I wonder, I know when we, when we test drove the Tesla, it, did that with just bluetooth i think but i don't know how
0: secure that is well that's the thing and how accurate is bluetooth strength which i'm assuming is what they're using um it's a good question but that's nice i can't you'll have to let me know if you ever get locked out of the house of the future
2: um we have gotten locked out of only once and it actually just happened this weekend a door that didn't have one of those things on it and it Mm. was just suddenly locked where it never had been before uh but no we haven't we have not forgotten both our both of our phones or both of our watches at the same time
0: (laughs) i was gonna say having the watch is is kind of the nice yeah that's on you most of the time
2: yep and it has a little complication on the home screen so i just tap tap little latch app hold up to the door and i'm in
0: damn you are so cool Whoa. So cool!
2: Finally, after years of living in New York City apartments where <laughs> the the smartest uh, HVAC appliance was the valve that you turned on the radiator to turn it on or off, now I finally have something.
0: Which that's a Kickstarter idea right there—a little web-connected motor that you attach to that valve. I <laughs>
2: saw stuff like this. Yeah, that's uh, but great. it's. It's what very loud <laughs> because. Like the uh, those blind retrofit things, you need a pretty powerful motor to, to turn a steam valve, very old
0: valve.
1: Yeah, needs a lot of torque. Yes, I don't know if that's exactly. true. I don't know what torque is.
0: <laughs> you said it with such authority that I wasn't about to challenge it. Right? Can you ever have too much torque? Is more torque better always have. better? I think so. I think
1: you can over tighten things. That's why they have those uh you know race car when the people who fix the race cars when they pull over on the side of the road? They have those those crazy uh-huh. guns that screw the wheels on and those like Just so. Yeah, the 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 torque is set very precisely to not over tighten the screws. It like tightens the screws like perfectly.
2: But like on a car. In my understanding, and it's a very incomplete understanding, is that torque in part determines how quickly you can accelerate because it's, like, how grippy you are on the road?
0: Yeah. The more torque you have at a lower RPM, the more your car can take off from the line and rocket forward. I
1: see. <laughs> Sean, did you learn this from watching Fast and Furious movies? A-
0: Absolutely. There's <laughs> a, uh, let's see if I can pull up. There are a bunch of uh, YouTube videos called Too Much Torque. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can find one that demonstrates what happens if you have too much torque. What you do is you just literally, you'll just shred out the tires or you will like bust bolts. It's just too much force. I see. Um, Your car exactly will
2: will come apart at the seams.
0: I, I think the example with the uh, valve would be too much torque. It would literally just twist it and break it. Um, theoretically, I see. I've never had a car where too much torque was a problem, so <laughs> I wouldn't. I've never experienced that.
1: That's a good band name, though.
0: <laughs> too much torque.
1: Hank the Hyundai had just the right amount of I, torque.
0: <laughs> and their competitor band not enough torque <laughs> um nice well that's what good. have you been up to sean oh dan what eventful month stuff's been going on i we can talk i got a new computer which is exciting whoa and i was in new hampshire which was less exciting so i you can take dealer's choice
2: let's start with new hampshire and then we can work our way up to computer
0: that's yeah. Exactly. And I definitely want to kind of say what, what I would like to do is I kind of want to compare and contrast my trip with Colby's trip. Cause Colby was just also on the road. Yeah, it's true. And I have a suspicion his trip was better than mine. So I don't know. I, I want to see how they stack up here. So I was in New Hampshire for a couple days. My, uh, father rented a house, um, on an Island at a Lake. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, no, because the island was in the middle of nowhere and there was a, like a bridge and it took like 30 minutes to get anywhere, like to see a gas station. Like it was in the middle of absolutely nowhere and it rained a lot of the time and it was me and my two parents um, who are divorced but are like sort of dating. It's a weird thing. I don't know. Um, and so the three of us hung out um, and they were very nice and we made the best of it, cooked some very bad food. Eventually turned it around because let me see if I can um, let me see if I can remember the name. It's Aqua was it Aqua Cycle. So we were on Lake Winnipesaukee and we rented an Aqua Cycle pontoon boat. And so let me uh, let me see if I can share my screen so you and the video folks can view it. But basically, it's like a paddle boat on steroids. Um, OK. And uh, oh Jesus, I got to use my Fingerprint to unlock? What the hell? Alright. Oh, I got a... Okay, it's I can't share from Chrome. But anyway, it's a um it's like a pontoon boat with pedals. And you pedal it around. So we got in the we got in one of these as a bunch of speedboats sped around us. And we, we put, putted our way around the lake, a little bit of the lake. And then we went to a bar, which I insisted, a beach bar and got some cocktails but you guys would be embarrassed because i'm a big bar rescue fan i've seen like every episode so not that i could be a bartender but i know what to look for when they're not good bartenders and they did a lot of stuff wrong my mai tai was very not good
2: Mm. um
0: from uh using too much alcohol to doing that thing where you like you don't shake it you kind of like pour it in one and then pour it in the other and then pour it in the other one and that's mixing uh it was it was very sad um but it was
2: on a beach that's cool
0: it was it was in a in a fancy vacationy like waterside town where people only go there for eight weeks a year and it's dead the rest of the time um and so, yeah, we, it was. We went to the outlets, and I get this: I bought both pickles and pasta sauce. You can get pickles at an outlet. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Like do, you, the, do you know the company the... Stonewall Kitchen? Oh, yes, yeah. they make and they. And by the way, I didn't know they made so much. They had an outlet store at the outlet, and they made more stuff than I've every kind of sauce and aioli and salsa and dip. And it was absolutely insane. It was like I had the best time there. Um, and I would have bought more, uh, but I had to stop myself. So I got uh, some pasta sauce and some pickles. And the pickles were terrible. So I'm hoping the uh, oh, pasta gross. sauce is better.
2: Oh, Sean, I forgot to tell you, we got your rubs that you recommended. Oh, and we, Desert And Gold. we did a side-by-side blind taste test. Uh, and yeah, we love Desert Gold. We didn't like so much the Bubba's one. Yeah. Um, but then we were reading the back, and Bubba's is for ribs, and we were using it for chicken.
1: So I don't don't know if that
0: matters. (laughs) Shame, shame. Um, good. I'm glad you liked it. It was wonderful. Um, it's, it's a nice uh, spice. I'd recommend it, but no, so my vacation was just, uh, it was good. I had a nice time, but it was radically boring. Uh, and not the kind of vacation I would get excited about. Colby, how was the great state of Minnesota, the beehive state,
1: (laughs) the beehive state, uh, it was great. I was there for 2 weeks. In those 2 weeks I went to the Mall of America 2 times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm cool. so jealous.
1: It like it definitely is the Mall of America. It's like <laughs> it's like a real real ass mall, but huge. And there's an amusement park inside. I didn't ride any amusement park rides it's so big that apparently they have multiple stores like there are multiple victoria's secrets throughout. the Yeah, all. did you go to the wow. three gaps? No, I I didn't I saw one of the gaps. <laughs> three gaps? <laughs> yeah. Um so that was fun. Mostly I don't I don't remember. I saw a bunch of lakes. We went canoeing in a, it was actually in Well,
2: supposed to be one of the best places to go canoeing. I read. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of places to go canoeing. There's a lot of lakes. When you when you take off from the airport, you can see like 12 of them out the window. Um Uh, let's see. Yeah, made a lot of cocktails. It was fun.
0: Now, it was any sweet. any specialty local spirits or or ingredients you used?
2: <laughs> what was everyone's favorite cocktail? What what was the uh, the
1: big winner? The big winner. I <laughs> think, uh, have you ever had like a gold rush, Dan? It's like, it's kind of like no. a whiskey sour, but with honey syrup. We made that a bunch of times. No, I haven't. It was good. It goes really well with the barbecue. There was a lot of backyard smoking, like rib
0: smoking, meat smoking that happened. Meats, spices, salmon well you know if if you get excited about smoking um you're 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 a condo dweller in the city i know but um they have electric smokers you can get you know you can smoke out on your little fire fire (laughs) fires that's where fires are supposed to go (laughs) right so the the fire fire escapes escapes to the outside in the building That's right. That's what you tell your neighbors after the building burns down. Um, Yeah.
1: My sister recently uh, reviewed smokers, so she has a surplus right now of electric smokers.
0: Pellet grills. Let's see. Nice. Well, my my dad did not review smokers, and he has an excess (laughs) of smokers. So uh, if anyone wants a free smoker, you let me know.
2: I made an interesting cocktail this weekend. Ooh, Utah. it's the simplest cocktail that produced the most interesting result that I've ever had. It was rum, a dry curacao. I don't, I don't know how you say it. it's an orange liqueur, mm-hmm. and then you enrich heavy whipping cream. So you take heavy whipping cream and you mix it with some, simp- like brown sugar simple syrup. So you you mix the alcohols together. Pour them into a glass and then you use, I don't know if you're, I have never done this before. You float the milk on top. Oh, sorry. You blend the milk so it becomes a little bit thick um, just so it just barely pours. Then you float the milk on top by pouring it over a spoon. I don't know why the pouring it over the spoon makes it float, but it seemed to. And then that's it. Then you just serve that. And then like the milk kind of sits on top and then like slowly seeps into the liquor and it tastes amazing.
0: What's uh, this called?
1: That sounds really
2: this good. This is
0: called the Dan special.
2: It has a very risque name. It's called the Parisian blonde.
0: Ooh, that yeah. sounds fun to order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's fun. I think the spoon um, I think the spoon thing helps you like not break the surface tension of the of the the, the stuff oh. under it, you know. Like, it kind of distributes the... I see, because it's not just pouring stream, directly. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. That sounds good, though. I want to try that.
0: Yeah, it was great. Well, they say it's, uh, as I Googled it here, they say it's a great after-dinner drink. There it sound, you go. It sounds... uh. A fantastic like finish dessert. to a Bastille Day meal.
2: I saw that, too, and I was like, what is a Bastille Day meal? And I never looked it up.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> These people got to chill out. That's great.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sean, we missed the new computer. Oh, but I have another question, actually, before we get to that. Okay. What is the ideal Sean vacation?
0: That's Dan, you know, that's a great question. It's something people don't ask me enough. You know, I will tell you, I, I just don't like vacations in general. You've said that. Uh, so, And I don't like to travel in general. In terms of good vacations I've had... They usually fall into one or two camps. I either want to do no planning or a lot of planning. Okay. No planning. I went on a cruise with Colby and some other folks. A cruise vacation is perfect for me because you don't have to book a hotel. You don't have to pick out restaurants. You don't have to figure out what you're going to do each day. It's all right there. You have choices, but they're limited Mm -hmm. and they're all the same price, free, depending on your package, right? So you get to try new things. But it's not unlimited options, and they're all at least halfway decent. Um, That, to me, is a good vacation. On the flip side, I think, like, uh, any place, like, Washington, D.C. is kind of a good example, where it's like, there's a bunch of, like, each day you can do something, and it's kind of self, you know, it's like, today we're going to go to the Air and Space Museum, then we're going to go to the National Mall, and we're going to, like, I want to either do a lot of stuff or nothing, but the nothing has to be mixed with, like, truly not, like, no planning or thought. Does that make sense? Yep yeah okay that's what i don't like is the vacation where you go to a place and you're like oh what are we gonna do today i don't know there's really nothing let's go on yelp and see if there's anything to do like i hate that like i have to have a plan before i leave my house even if you change it and mix it i'm fine but at least have like here's 10 things we can do you know let's pick from this lit or i already googled the five best restaurants or you know that's that drives me crazy So I'm kind of a pain in the ass on vacation. That's why people don't go on vacation with me. (laughs) It
2: sounds like you could be really easy on vacation though, as long as we
0: you you are invited to the do nothing vacations. Well, that's why. Like when you guys came down to Houston, I made you guys find all the restaurants (laughs) because literally, I'm like, I could do it, but I'm not good at it. You're better at it, and I don't have any interest in doing it. And you guys were great, and you picked some great places. But that's exactly (laughs) you know. There was one time I went to Chicago. For a work event with a bunch of people. And we were, we had the restaurant booked like weeks and weeks in advance because there were a bunch of us. And we left to go to the hotel. And I'm like, oh, you just got to go down three blocks and turn and go. And they're like, Sean, have you been here before? How do you know that? And I'm like, no, I Googled it before I left Massachusetts. (laughs) Like, you, like, it's just an anxiety thing. But I just like am really obsessive. Like, no, I know where stuff is before I go.
2: Yeah. And I would say that people, A lot of the people that I associate with, and maybe this is a me problem, are really bad at the do-nothing vacation. I think Colby's an exception. Colby's the only person I've gone on a do-nothing vacation with where I would say it was truly successful. Uh, Either people get stressed out about the whole idea and they're like, what do you mean? A vacation where we don't do anything? Or they seem to be on board with it but then when you're on the do nothing vacation they start yeah. wanting to do things and it's like no 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 like you're ruining the do nothing vacation yep this was not part of the agreement
0: yep <laughs> that's that's what drove me crazy about new hampshire is my if in the morning my two parents would look at me and they'd be like so sean what do you want to do today and i'm like this <laughs> is your vacation i don't know <laughs> why you and they're like no we'll do whatever you want and i'm like i have to decide that wasn't yeah. kind of the plan i will yeah. say though And I'm not saying this because he's on the phone. Colby is one of the best people I've ever gone on vacation with. I'm going to give him that compliment because you have that good mix of like when there's nothing going on, you're really chill. But if we spin up the let's do something, you get involved and make it happen. Like it's the best of both worlds. So I'm going to give you the shout out. If anyone needs someone to go on vacation with, invite Colby.
2: That's true. And I, I can actually say that Colby is the person I've gone on the most vacations with
0: by far. Maybe you're missing your calling, Colby, vacation friend for hire.
1: That maybe that could be my new career now that I've that I've left my old career. Vacation companion. Actually, maybe that shouldn't be my new career.
0: Yeah, you find a rich older woman and you travel the world, buddy. It's worked out for a lot of men our age. I think there's something there. <laughs> I agree.
1: Yeah yeah i like uh i just like a like in the middle vacation i don't like an overly planned vacation i mean a couple days i could do a couple days where it's non-stop like doing stuff all the time but then you gotta chill out at some point right at a certain
2: point
0: it's no longer a vacation I agree, but you have to plan out which day you're taking a break. Yes, (laughs) that's that's my trick where it's like I will sit around and like do a Sudoku or read a book or hang out, play cards, whatever. Keep it quiet. But like, okay, Tuesday is our quiet day, you know, because I'm a lunatic.
1: Well, I think I think that's important too. Like like any good vacation, you you got to like pick your team correctly. Like you got to have some people who are going to plan some things and you got to have some people who are going to go with, you know do the things and have a good time regardless of what what the things are
0: yep that's why I love because when we took the cruise the original pitch I think was New Orleans and it's like but well, we got to find a place to stay and we got to plan each day and I'm like we could just like right. lock ourselves on a boat right <laughs> which worked out pretty well I think
2: actually yeah every vacation that I've done with the exception of one uh since entering adult Colby. life, Colby was there. <laughs> unless, unless it was a vacation that was tacked onto a work trip. Every other vacation, Colby was there: New Orleans, <laughs> Maine, Europe, Hawaii.
1: Maine was so fun. Europe was also so <laughs> fun. So was Hawaii. Dan, we take good vacations.
0: Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Re- hey, look, I'm ready for the the next. Don't panic. Field trip. I think that's uh, yes.
1: That's the move. We got to do that. We got to do something It'll better happen. than than the the uh, escape room too. That was that was fun.
0: Yeah, we got a Stamford, Connecticut, more. as great as it is. I love it. Uh, wasn't wasn't really the wow. Dean, have was, you gone? The other day, gone back to the escape room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, actually, I think it was last weekend. Uh, I went to the a coffee shop in Stamford for the first time. And I check in, and it's like, oh, you were last here four (laughs) years ago or three years ago, whatever it was. I was like, wait, I was? I was like, right, we did go to this escape room
0: in a Um, snowstorm.
2: Right. I did not see any escape rooms on that street, and there are only, like, two streets in Stanford uh, that have anything on it that's not a bank. So I don't think it survived the pandemic, but I don't think that any escape room survived
0: the pandemic. I mean... To me, escape rooms are right up there with like fidget spinner stores in that their shelf life <laughs> is kind of limited in terms of like, you're not going to be a escape room in business for 20 years. I just think right. those, you know,
1: nobody's going to be a kind of like
0: trampoline your, parks your where it's room. like, yeah. Um. So anyway, Dan, uh, that's my perfect vacation. So if you want to plan something, don't don't let me stop you um, that sounds but, good. um fortunately i returned from home from my vacation to quite a calamity because and i have props uh, this bad boy decided to uh decide to quit on me Ugh! that does uh, biggest
2: fan so is fun. how could it quit on you with that big fan
0: my biggest fan right here um <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, I came home and the computer wouldn't boot up. It got locked in a boot cycle and I did everything I could to troubleshoot it where you kind of take all the parts out and you try them one by one to find out what's fried. It's not the RAM. It's not the graphics card. It's not, it's nothing. So it's either the power source or the motherboard, both of which are expensive and a pain to upgrade. Computer was six years old. I was planning on replacing it next year anyway, because like this motherboard is so old that you can't get any parts for it because all the ports have all changed over the years. It's kind of bullshit. That's where they get you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided to get a new computer. And so I had some choices. I could get another desktop. But as you guys know, component parts are off the charts. Expensive. Ludicrous. Graphics cards specifically. Yep. And I also, back six years ago, you needed a desktop to really get a lot of power. And I don't need that much power anymore, to be quite honest, what we're doing here. I mean, I used to run Skype and XSplit and audacity and like uh, the streams and all this stuff simultaneously. And it's all really been condensed. So I don't need that much power. I looked at windows laptops, but the value wasn't really great in them. And I wasn't really impressed by any of the specs. Um, And guys, I went Mac. Woohoo! I went Mac. (laughs) I can't believe it. I've never owned a Mac computer in my life. Um, and so I am the proud owner of a 13-inch MacBook Pro M1-powered. I am in the how, future.
2: How many Congrats. gigabytes do you have?
0: Uh, in storage, I cheaped out. And I, almost, I actually regretted it the second I bought it. I went with the 256, and I should have gotten the 512. Um, But I did, and I got the 8 gigabytes of RAM, which I think is fine, combined with that processor. So I'm not too worried about it. Um. But they're having back-to-school sales, so if anyone needs a laptop, they got Mm. good prices right now.
2: Uh, Wait, what are the back-to-school... You can get back-to-school sales as a non-student?
0: How does that uh, work? Well, I bought it through Best Buy, uh, and they had $200 off as a back-to-school sale. I see. uh, Which isn't bad. So so I've had it for less than a week, um, and uh, it's been great. It's a good computer. That's sort of... It's not like noticeably faster, but it's not noticeably slower either.
2: Um, Right. And it's uh, whatever one eighth of the power usage or whatever.
0: Yeah, the battery, it's plugged in a lot of the time, but the battery, it's light. It's I like the 13 inch size because I have a 16 inch MacBook Pro Intel powered for work and I like the 13 inch better. It's a nice size. Wait, didn't you have an iMac at one point Uh, in my office? Yeah, I did. Oh, I see. Okay. I've never owned one, personally. And that actually that helped with the transition. I've been using a Mac for work now for a couple of years, so I'm much more familiar with it. I um, mean that's why it wasn't too bad to do the transition.
2: And you weren't tempted by the iMac?
0: No, because I had a desktop for years and it was always annoying that like, I want to sit on the couch and do something or I wanted to grab it and take it somewhere and it was always, I had to be in my office. And (laughs) again, for the power I need, I figured why not get the portability? I did learn, and I don't think anyone realizes this, the M1 chip currently only supports one external monitor.
1: Oh no. Really?
0: Which I hate. Now they say it's software fixable and eventually Apple's Like I said, they're going to do something about it, but um, that really bums me out. That's annoying because honestly, it'll probably be closed a lot of the time uh, in my office.
1: Is that like one external monitor? Like you, you can have the laptop open and run it, run it.
0: And that's, I have that right now, but I also have these two very nice HDMI, like nice monitors that I, so that's the only downside I've really had. The keyboard, um, especially compared to the one on my Intel Mac. This is the nicest laptop keyboard I've ever used in my life. It is wonderful. Is it different than the... It's different than the one on my year-old computer. Hmm. Um, cool. But I don't know if it was... I don't know because they kept changing them and whatnot. But it's backlit. It's very nice. The keys are very nice. Um, it's a great computer. I've, I've been happy with it. The most annoying thing is I have... All of these hard drives, because I'm a hoarder who had a desktop who could fit five hard drives in them and they're all windows formatted and they're all SATA drives SATA drives um so in my pick later I'll explain how I got all the data off of them um, nice but that was a pain in the ass and I got one other toy because what you don't realize when you buy when you switch from Windows to Mac, you got to buy some new stuff. Absolutely, like, the like I, especially now USB C. A lot of dongles, but I had a Windows keyboard. I had a Windows key on it. No command. I didn't like know what any of the keys mapped to, and so I said, "I got to get a new Mac keyboard, <laughs> guys." For the first time, I went mechanical. <laughs> Woo oh, I went mechanical. That's what I was
2: waiting for. Wow! And, and
0: I got to tell you, this fucking rules. <laughs> This, I, I've never had, and this is just like an off the shit, like this, I didn't customize it, although it's got all the LEDs or whatever, in it. but just just the feeling of typing on these keys is just, the. Fu- you guys should have told me sooner I should have done this. This thing is fucking great. I love um, it more than the computer, to be honest with you.
2: <laughs> now we've got them. Pretty soon Sean's going to be going on those websites. Buying the custom keycaps, <laughs> learning all about the different kinds of switches. What kind of switches did you get, Sean? Well,
0: that's what it is. So this is, uh, and I'm going to pick it eventually. I got to look up the name of the company. It was, they were very, like, if you're going to get, um, Keychron. It's Keychron. the Keychron K2. And uh, they had three switches, red, blue, and brown, I think. And I went with the brown.
2: Okay. Nice.
0: Um, but it does like all the like goofy ass lighting effects and stuff where the lights kind of mm-hmm. flash on and off and I mean it's Necessary. it's this thing's great.
1: yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, oh, so,
0: now, so look I mean it's like it it does like little keyboard dances and stuff it's it's <laughs> I'm blown away. so that's been my favorite uh, purchase outside of the computer so nice so in future episodes you guys will have to give me some mac tips and mac advice and some mac programs and anything i mean well i've
2: been picking all these little
1: (laughs) mac apps i I was gonna say you're gonna have to go back through the through the log and download all of dan's mac picks uh,
0: because i have i have replaced pretty much all my windows programs at this point There's none. The only thing I haven't found, and if you or anyone else has a good pick, I had a great software package that would allow me to, like, download YouTube videos and convert them to MP3s for the shows and, like, do all that kind of stuff. And I've struggled to find a good Mac. Uh, Here's what you do. You install.
2: uh, Well, you know about YouTube DL. That sounds familiar. YouTube DL is this. I think it's a command line app. Uh, but it's super simple. You like open up terminal, you like run YouTube DL space, the YouTube URL, and then okay. that downloads the video. Okay. Then what you do is then you, you look at, I don't know what it downloads. You look at it and then you Google FFmpeg, FFmpeg, oh, I know FFmpeg yeah. convert X to Y, and then you find some stack overflow thing and then you take that and you paste it that into the terminal and then you run that and no need for apps on the Mac, Sean, you just know No, you just, just do it. Terminal.
1: The Unix
0: followers <laughs>
2: you, you already have a GitHub account. This is your next step. Oh no! Go to I'm, the dark I'm, side.
0: I'm reading all the different uh, things you can put in, and it's like, oh no! Just remember, I'm it's am going break not backslash as soon as then, I get it. That's like that's like sixty <laughs> percent of the work. Oh, Lord, all right. Well, I'll think about it. <laughs> but that's good. That's see. That's the kind of advice I'm looking for. So please, uh, shout out and uh, and let me know.
2: Nice, yeah. FFMPEG is amazing.
0: It is. It is. Absolutely. Uh, Is there uh, anything else going on generally that we want to discuss? I don't think so. No.
2: I have lots. I have generated lots of pictures over the last couple weeks. So I feel like it was a prolific software month for me.
0: Nice. Mm. Well that's good. I'm excited to hear all about it. We'll have picks a little later in the show. But first, we've got to get to the tech news. Uh guys, we've been gone for a month. I could have grabbed probably more popular stories, but I thought I would pick a few that might get the conversation going. Um and so there's a, a an interesting mix of things in here from all the major platforms. Uh, if you guys have any you would like to... All the major platforms. Oh my All goodness. The All good the big platforms. guys from Valve to Major League Baseball. <laughs> and more.
2: Uh, I like... The uh, the Valve one's interesting. I think let's start there.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my friend and yours, the Valve Corporation, has uh, announced the Steam Deck, a Switch-like handheld gaming device powered by Steam. Uh, reservations are now open and it will begin shipping. I think they shifted it a little bit. Let me. I'm trying to see if any are still... Yeah, after Q2 2022, um, so until mid-next year um, is when you will get it. It starts at $399. It goes up for more storage. Uh, and essentially, if you've seen a Nintendo Switch, you've seen what this thing looks like. Uh, it's a similar form factor, except the Joy-Cons don't come off the sides. Uh, an AMD APU with a quad-core Zen 2 CPU with eight threads. Uh, It's essentially, I believe, four teraflops. Uh, you got 16 gigabyte of LPDDR5 RAM. Um, You've got uh, different storage options plus a high-speed micro SD card slot. Two thumbsticks, but also two small uh, trackpads beneath them. Uh, A, B, X, Y buttons, a D-pad, and a seven-inch touchscreen for 720p gameplay um, as well as two shoulder triggers and four back buttons. Um, it's, uh, going to be powered by steam OS. Uh, so you'll be able to play compatible steam games, not a hundred percent of them, uh, but ones that, um, will be compatible will work. You can plug it into a TV, um, and you won't need a dock. You can just use a cable, um, it is technically running Linux, and one neat thing is that you can plug in a mouse keyboard and monitor to it. You can install other game stores. You can install Windows on it uh, okay. if you want to and play Xbox games. Um, yeah. So there you now, go. Now
2: wasn't there some crazy thing about the storage with this for like the what what is the base price and what is the base storage?
0: So uh right now, if you wanted to order one, uh you start at 64 gigabytes for 399. 256 gigabytes for 529 and 512 gigabytes for 649. Ooh, how much was the base? 399. So, so you're adding two hundred, three hundred and fifty 350 bucks to go from. Right. But how much was the storage there. on the base one? 64. And it's actually, a, it's EMMC storage. Yeah. The other two were actually faster. It's actually an SSD. EMMC uh, is
2: basically an SD card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. And there's other th- small differences too like it's got um different a different uh premium anti-glare glass on the 512 and you get an exclusive carrying case and some other stuff for getting the more expensive one. So no, I don't I don't think you would get the 399 one necessarily, but what do I know? Weird.
1: It looks huge.
0: It's beefy. But- it's beefy. I mean, there you can see videos online of people holding it and playing it, and yeah, it's it's the real deal. You know what it makes me think of? I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Was the PlayStation Vita really far ahead of its time? I was also just
2: reading about that. It seems like it was. Because
0: I remember it and, it, and by the way, the people who had it loved it, and a lot of yep. great games were made. For, I mean, it's a really good legacy device, but it's like... Wow. There was an
2: uncharted crazy. game made for it. That you was like a legit a uncharted
0: game. Yeah. It's really uh, incredible. Uh and it competed with the Nintendo 3DS, if you think about it back in those days. They came out at the same time. That's kind of kind of incredible.
2: Yeah. I remember the first Vita. That that was the other thing that was confusing. I was like, wait, how many Vitas were there? I think there was only two. Um but yeah. I remember the first one you could like hack and put all sorts of different kinds of games on and stuff.
0: Yeah, it had an O L E D touch screen
2: on it i mean that was ahead of its time yeah
0: yeah i mean really really great but didn't it take cds
2: i think so the like
0: Like mini
1: cds weird little disc cartridge things yeah
0: yeah um but anyway not to get distracted but i was like wow that's kind of incredible that we're kind of replicating that later Do,
2: do you remember this is another wikipedia rabbit hole i went down the other day business card cds yes (laughs) yes <laughs> yes These are cds business card size that you could slip into your wallet but they computers could read them
0: yeah they they were like little they were kind of like that they looked like cds you lopped off half of
2: yes <laughs>
0: but and they had they had straight sides right i remember I, I don't remember what it was for but i had one for a game or something i don't back in the day uh and i was afraid to put it in my computer because i was like this yes. can't like it's gonna get stuck in there, right? Like <laughs> it's not this possible. can't work. Yeah.
2: I remember having it for some Pokemon thing, but I can't remember what it what that was.
0: Yep. And now we don't even now we got little uh SD cards and digital downloads. Yeah. Um It's wild. Yeah, this thing's cool.
2: I don't I don't have a lot more to say than that. Is it, it has HDMI, right?
0: Uh it has I believe USB C out. Okay, that you can get a cable to convert it to um, HDMI, and it does have a dock, by the way, a separate dock. You just don't need it, um, right? But it does have a dock uh, that includes uh, HDMI, Display Port, USB C, Ethernet, USB, um, all that sort of stuff.
2: Cool. Yeah, I, I would be interested in this. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> super backordered. I tried to order to re- reserve one day of, and the whole steam store was crashing. And then I ran out of time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I would be could to be quite honest with you. Um, brand new hardware l- like this from a company that doesn't traditionally make a ton of hardware. Um, I would not want the first batch of these. You <laughs> know, something is going to the joystick isn't going to work or the screen's going to be tinted colored or <laughs> you're probably better off. That's fair. Waiting a little bit. Um. Yeah. But I mean you guys are Switch aficionados. Do you think uh this is more or less compelling?
2: I think it is less compelling for most people. Uh my experience using the like the the Steam big picture mode, which I think they're renaming now, is pretty good. And it does some pretty cool hacks to make So one thing you can do in Steam if you want to play a game with a controller, because like a lot of these games that are available on Steam are not built for controller use. But Steam users have made controller <clears throat> like profiles, I think they call it for it. And so when you download a game and or when you want to play a game and you want to use a controller, Steam just handles it for you. It's like, oh, here's this like controller profile that someone made. You can just use this one or you can pick from these other ones. And that's way better than the alternative, which is you'd have to set that up yourself or like search through them all and download one. But it's always a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. So I think for just like a person who wants to play games, this is not worth it. But for a person who is like tech savvy and wants to play I don't know some PC only game like, Oh my God, back when, uh, Slay the Spire was PC only and I was addicted to it. And it's just a stupid card game. You could easily play on the switch. You can now actually. Oh man, I would have killed to be able to play that like on the plane or, or whatever, or some of those like divinity back when divinity was not on the switch. Now it is, uh, to be able to play divinity on the airplane. So cool. So I think for those people, it's a, it's great. Uh, PC-only games, I don't know, like League of Legends. You can't play League of Legends on the Switch, and I don't think you'll ever be able to. But you could plug this into your TV in your hotel room and play League of Legends
0: like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I To me, the uh, secret weapon is if they can get... So, what's interesting is all of these uh, new streaming game services, right? Stadia and Xbox Game Pass, they're all building them for the browsers right now because they have to get around iOS's issues. And they're all going, if this thing can easily not only play Steam games, but can integrate your Xbox Game Pass and your EA Origin and all of these other services, that to me is the golden ticket. That, if it can become, because I think if it's just a Steam device, you're going to limit your audience. But if you say, no, it's not just Steam. You can play any Xbox game, and any PlayStation game, and any any of those services you can play on this, it's essentially a gaming computer on the go. And I think that's really compelling. Um, I just don't know if technically they can do it, and if commercially they want to do it that way.
2: I'm surprised Valve hasn't come out with a a game streaming service.
0: It's a good, uh, I, I, yeah, they've
2: kind d- of become the like PC gaming infrastructure company. Like when was the last game? <laughs> what was the last actual game they released? I guess it was half life VR.
0: Yeah. I just wonder if it's a, my thought is it's not a tech issue. It's a like a licensing business issue where, because it's sort of a self-serve store in the way Xbox or PlayStation isn't, um, that working around all the different deals and the rights and how much if you pay nine ninety nine dollars a month, how much does each game maker get? And um, it's easier because Game Pass has 100 games and Steam has a million. Now, right. could they do best of Steam streaming? Maybe, but I right. think that, that's a good point, Dan. You would think they're working on that. Whew. All right. That was our first tech story in a month. It was a good one. It was a good one. Um all right, what's our second tech story in a month?
1: Why is Amazon coming into my apartment? Get out of my. apartment. Yeah, Dan, as you Amazon. were talking about
0: latched, I immediately went to this. This story came out today. It was very interesting. Uh, Amazon uh, has a system called Key for Business. We've actually talked about key for home before. It's that service that lets Amazon come into your house if you give them access to your smart locks. But key for Business is totally different. Uh, it allows its delivery drivers to gain access to apartment buildings without having to be buzzed in. And it's apparently been installed in thousands of buildings across the U.S. Uh, the company is reportedly pushing to get the system installed in more buildings using a combination of free installation and gift cards as incentives. Uh, but the thing is, not all residents know that Amazon has the rights to enter their uh, buildings uh, via temporary access from Amazon. Um they, Amazon, and I love this, because this is, what a weird statistic, but Amazon says a pilot program of the system increased the success of first-time deliveries from 96% to 98%, <laughs>
1: um,
0: which I guess is good for those 2% of people. Um, they're pitching uh, building managers and partnering with Locksmiths to offer the installation sometimes free of charge. Dan, do you know if your uh, place has Amazon Key for Business? I don't know. Like how would i know uh have you ever seen an amazon delivery person walking the halls?
2: no but i guess that's my question what is the goal to like because we have a package room it's un. it's unmanaged someone has to put the packages in there i don't know who does that maybe it's just the they let the delivery person in they do it themselves
0: Uh, yeah as far as i understand this uh it varies by building so if you have a doorman they can leave it with the doorman uh which you wouldn't necessarily have to be buzzed in to do uh but it could also be um left in a locked lobby uh it could be left like you said in a package room but it could also be delivered directly to the apartment door
2: i see yeah nothing has ever been delivered to my door
0: i so. when I lived in an in, in an enclosed apartment complex, I had packages like I don't know how the delivery people i guess they just waited for somebody to hold the door or something but they just went in and left it at my door They didn't need this wow um i don't know is this is this spooky or not really a big deal
2: uh I don't think it's that big of a deal because in my mind at at least all the apartment buildings i've lived in I, you know i would be creeped out this was available at a three person apartment building like one of those you know walk up ones but if it's like a 50 unit building i already treat the like hallways in the lobby as like a public space anyways you know i don't have any expectation of privacy in the elevator so i'm not that creeped out by it. it's not like you know i'm always gonna lock my door i don't trust people in the apartment building
0: but would you yeah. would you want the building owners to let you know that this was happening? Or do you not even care about that?
2: I don't think I care. Yeah. Right, I don't like I they you. let the they let the UPS like I'm pretty sure what happens is that they you know the UPS truck pulls up to the loading dock. We have loading docks here mm. and they let them in and they dump it all in the package room. Right. Um I guess it's different because they don't need to go door to door. Maybe I'd feel differently if they were going door to door, but like, you know, the food delivery people show up and they get buzzed in to go up mm-hmm. with no, no oversight. They're not doing a background check on those people. I don't know. It's not a big deal to me, but I see how it could be a big deal. I would, uh, certainly if I've ran an apartment building, I would notify people that this was happening because uh, it's also you know you could spin it as a service like hey in this building amazon delivers to your door don't even need to go to the package room yeah exactly
0: right. well and that was gonna be my follow-up question dan is as a person with a smart lock on their apartment if your building offered the option of dan you can enroll with amazon and amazon will actually deliver the packages into your apartment would you sign up for that
2: I think that that feature is a very pre-COVID, uh, feature because I'm home all the time. So it mm. doesn't really matter. You yeah. know, if, if I get a notification, that's like, Hey, the package is outside your door, then I can just go get it. I don't but need what someone if you, to,
0: what if you weren't home all the time? Then,
2: it, uh, then it's a bit different. I still don't think it would make sense for me. I wouldn't sign up for it. Uh, Although i I guess if it was if I lived in a place where packages got stolen all the time and I had a security camera, then maybe it would be worth it, yeah
1: I would like if the Amazon people could like bring packages into the building reliably, I think that would be nice because stuff does get stolen here unfortunately um. Also, the mail like USPS has an actual key to the building that they let themselves in with and then like go to the mailboxes. So I guess what's Yeah, that's what's
0: hard is you could have an Amazon delivery person one day and a different person the next day. You right. Know?
1: Yeah. Whereas like we there are two two mail carriers that come here. Um, but it could be cool. It seems yeah, like I, it I'm could be surprised. quite an advantage over like FedEx and UPS. I don't know. I don't know if what that oh, translates it. into, but like, I don't. Maybe they can. They could do something like this too. But
0: I'm surprised, especially in complexes like yours, Dan, that are a little bit newer and a little more organized, that they don't do more Amazon Locker installations. To me, that's more advantageous for Amazon than. Getting buzzed in where you as an Amazon customer, Dan, still have to go to the mail room and wait in line or whatever and get the package from some person or hope it's hanging out outside your door when you get home.
2: We've definitely seen uh, we saw some buildings in Stanford that
0: had that that had an Amazon locker. Because I've um, the Home Depot near me has customer pickup, and they have lockers at the Home Depot where they'll put your order, and you go and you sign, and you can just grab your order and go, and it's great. And I'm like, holy shit, I would have loved that when I was in an apartment where I don't have to talk to anybody. There's just a little box with my package in it. Like that's that to me is is pretty cool.
2: It just I wonder is box. that a, a Home Depot COVID innovation?
0: No. I think okay. it was there before, but it was recent. It wasn't like years and years and years, but, um, no curbside pickup was a COVID uh, thing right. that was new, but the lockers were there before. Um, so anyway, there you go. Uh, any other stories in here we want to, uh, hit on gentlemen? No. Okay. I'm good. Well, with that rousing excitement, why don't we move on to picks? It's the part of the show where you just bring something we want to share. And boy, have we got some fun stuff tonight. And I'm going to start with Dan because, Dan, I'm not here to call you out. I'm not that guy. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. Did you? We talked about this on the show before. Did you not pick it before? I checked and it
2: didn't look like I had picked it before, but maybe I did talk about I it on the show
0: website. I think I think it wasn't a pick. I think you just talked about it.
2: Yeah, maybe I just talked about it. I can pick something else. Should no. I pick something else?
0: All right. No. Tell me if it does. It continue to be great.
2: Yeah, it continues to be good. Um, Honest Networks is the internet provider we have here. It's fifty bucks for a gigabit service, which is like half the price, less than half the price of Fios for the same service in New York City. Uh, so that's pretty good. And w- while we were out, uh, we had an outage, and they emailed. They proactively emailed me about the outage, like, "Hey, there's something going wrong. We're investigating." And I, no internet providers ever emailed me about an outage. So I always had to like go on my cell phone service and go to Comcast.com or whatever and navigate their Byzantine thing, like put in your zip code. Uh, so. I continue to be impressed with Honest Networks. Great. Did I tell you that they, they, uh, so they have Ethernet drops in these rooms and they like spliced them open and connected them to my router for me.
0: Wow. So you're, you're
2: hardwired. I'm hardwired. This just, this computer goes into the wall and it snakes through somewhere into the closet where the router is. It's great.
0: That's awesome. So luxurious.
2: My uh, my Dream Machine, though, Colby, it is a little sad to be in the closet. I opened up the closet, and for the first time ever, I can hear the Dream Machine fan, which doesn't matter because it's in the closet.
1: Uh, I'd never heard it before. I was like, oh, um, sorry. I tried to put my PS4 <laughs> in a cupboard once. Whew. It's a bad idea. I think it's a jet engine. Yeah. Surprised I didn't start a
0: fire. <laughs> Uh yeah, honest.net, check it out if you're in the uh in their service area. That's great. Cool. Thank you, Dan. Uh I will go next uh because I can. Uh as I mentioned, I have all of these hard drives, uh, which by the way, you guys be happy to know I have about three terabytes worth of total files. And don't panic alone is up to half a terabyte. Oof. So uh I have a file problem. And so I had all these in but how do you connect these to a computer that only has a USB-C port? It only has two USB-C ports. I'm living in portless hell. So I picked up the Sobrant uh Sata docking station which uh I have right here. Um and it's just this nice little box that looks like a to- frankly like a toaster. It's like a, it's like a hard drive toaster and you just take the drives and it's nice because you just take and uh, if you're watching the video, I'm doing it here, but you they just stick them in and mm-hmm. they just the ports are inside. It's pretty cool. And um, oh it shoots out as USB 3.0, which I have a USB-C dock that um, converts it for me. And um, okay, get out of there. Didn't do that right. Uh, but anyway, it takes um, both the two and a half and the three and a half uh, inch solid state and hard disks. Um, and it was great and it worked great i transferred all the files off reformatted some drives um it was a very handy piece of equipment so i'm glad i have it um and um now i don't have to throw out all these hard drives i can keep using them so um check it out and it's like super it's like 40 bucks it's super reasonable so
2: um yeah that's a good thing to have
0: a necessary toy um because it's you know hard drives I feel like some of these are really old and I feel like I should probably throw them out, but um but I keep needing more space. So, um, actually by the way, and what I ended up doing was um because the speeds are good out of this, they're not great. Um and the issue is you're constantly like popping drives in and out, so I just went and bought a 6 terabyte external drive that I moved all the files onto. So, I don't actually need these anymore, but I'm going to keep them cuz you never know
2: you you need to uh get yourself you need to make a side project and have like a home media server or something with all those drives
0: <laughs> well all that's on it is podcasts is our podcast there's not it's not like i have like tons of like movies or music or tv i have i have more podcasting files than every other kind of file combined <laughs> like i'm not joking like the my coffee and beer folder that has all the podcast is like s- at least 750 gigabytes it's, it's massive. So that's the pr- I should just start deleting old episodes. I don't think we need those for anything. No. It's only evidence at this <laughs> point for our future. Uh... Maybe
2: someday they'll, they'll call you up and want to add it to the Smithsonian or the Library of Congress.
0: <laughs> you know, you that's can submit true. anything for the Library of Congress. All right. They don't have to accept it, but you can submit anything. So maybe I will do that. I Put think them all once we're on done, like,
1: like once Don't Panic is complete. We should submit yeah. to the Library of Congress.
0: Yeah, someday should that ever happen.
1: That's the it. complete works.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll put it, we'll put it out on vinyl. What do you say?
2: How many vinyls um, do you think that would be? <laughs> I bet Wolfram Alpha knows.
0: How many minutes on vinyl? Uh, is roughly 22 minutes per side on a 12 inch. Uh, 33 rpm vinyl record, so that's 44 minutes per record. Even if you say that's an average episode, which it's not, you're talking over uh, over 300 records.
1: Fuck yeah, we should do well that. over,
0: probably approaching 400 at that point. Uh, which may, would make one of those great like Time Life infomercials: a new 300 record set, <laughs> don't have <a laughs> collection, can now be yours for the first time on vinyl.
1: I like um, to imagine that someday, like, long after we're gone, we'll be discovered. And, like, Don't Panic, like, a hundred years from now, Don't Panic will be, like, an institution. The, the institution Edgar Allan Poe of podcasts. Exactly.
0: No, I want to be a cult. I want there to be a cult surrounding us where they, like, study every word we say and like, the Book of Colby. Right. When they <laughs> they
1: play they play the episode backwards and, like you know we're talking about satan or whatever
0: yeah and there's like stained glass of us right i think it can be having we've got some deep thoughts it's um, true they're not good but,
1: but they go deep speaking right of deep they're not thoughts, good colby, now but pick. who knows what what the future will hold that's what i'm saying
0: we were ahead of our time just like the ps vita we were ahead of our time <laughs> <laughs> uh colby what do you have here
1: I read a book. Uh, technically, this is Dan's pick from some time ago, but not really. Dan picked the first book, and I read it, and I liked it. So when there was a sequel, I read the second one. The first one was called Semiosis. This one is called Interference. Yes, Interference. It was good. It's a weird, it's a pretty interesting series so far i don't know if there's going to be more but it's like this this is the one where where the plants are alive the plants are intelligent there's alien plants it's weird it's Cool. <laughs> now i couldn't get through this book really where'd you get stuck? i think
2: i got stuck there like traveling somewhere are they on a boat or something oh yeah at the beginning that was that was kind of boring i guess it I guess it's in the beginning. Yeah. I'll give it another shot.
1: Yeah, that that was the people in the canoe or whatever. That was yes. like right at the beginning. And then like all kinds of other stuff happens. Um, okay. Okay. The real the real thing I don't even know like the, the, the most interesting thing about these books, I think, is that like this each chapter in the book is from a different person's perspective. And one of the person that like there's always a chapter of is like the intelligent plant, and the plant chapter is the best chapter, and it's also like it's weird. It's hard. It's not worth trying to explain. Maybe, but like the plant chapter, the plant is like omniscient. Like the plant is like is like everywhere. So it's it's like this bizarre like half the book is this one chapter and it's like this plant like stream of consciousness where the plant is like witnessing everything that is happening everywhere. It's very weird. Now Colby, did you read the Raven tower? No.
2: If you like that, you should read the Raven tower It is a book told from the second person. So it's someone it's an omniscient being observing everything that's happening.
1: That sounds weird. And describing it. I'm going to add that one to the to the queue.
0: Well, I will say, and I don't know if it's because this book isn't particularly popular, but I think this is the first book I've ever pulled up on the show that didn't have a notable bad review. (laughs) I mean, it has bad reviews, but they're like smart, bad reviews. There's no like idiot bad reviews. So I don't know (laughs) what that means. It's a book only for smart people.
2: Nice. I think that's probably pretty close to true
0: um but that's great interference colon a novel uh by sue burke maybe the east silent maybe it's just burke uh but check that out well the link to that and all of the pics on the website as always uh guys i think we're gonna start wrapping it up here unless you have anything to say or add no it's good to be back no oh it's so good to be back um and speaking of being back guys the family is back do you are are you are you a are you big family man
2: uh the family it's fam- family i can't
0: <clears throat> family
2: family oh is this a uh, fast and furious reference oh it is dan's got the picture it's vin diesel <laughs>
0: okay i live my life one quarter mile at a time
2: i've never seen a fast and furious movie
0: Well, you are in luck, Dan. There's never been a better time, because over on Up for Debate, we are doing the entire Fast Saga this summer. uh, We've made our way through four of ten movies, um, and there's still so much more to go. So uh, check it out over at Up for Debate or wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to want to check those out. We've had a lot of fun. They are worth watching, I would say. So um, that's been a lot of fun. And we've already announced, uh, right now I'm already planning Sean Tember which uh, if my gracious co-host here would be willing to come back for another taste test this year, um, no cookies, something else, but I will send you free food. So absolutely. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, That's going to be fun. And we already like sort of announced we want to do, have you guys seen Space Jam 2 yet? No, it's, I hear it's great. You know, it's not even like, good bad it's just like sad bad or like lazy bad it's worth watching but Matt and I agree we are absolutely doing a space jam 1 and 2 episode at some point so um we're working on a lot in october we're doing scary movies we got so much great stuff going on over there so you're going to want to check it out uh, TV or podcast uh but this show don't is our website go there get the, the audio the video this week's in pickstery which is always a lot of fun this week's picks uh, so you don't have to remember and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts in the video version on YouTube, where we're looking better than ever in HD. Uh, and of course, uh, follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email don't panic show at gmail.com. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, we promise it's not going to be four weeks until our next episode. We're going to be back next week or maybe the week after. We Definitely will be back no next more week. than the week after that. No, we will. Come on. We're, we're done well, the
2: problem back. is the week after that I'm not around, so we oh. better be back next week.
0: Oh boy, this isn't this isn't <laughs> good. Well, bonus points to Colby who's been up since 4 a.m. Uh, Minnesota time, which I think is like eight hours behind. So, uh, props <laughs> to him for staying awake. Yeah, I made it. It's really just 5 a.m. here. It's <laughs> well, good. Well, hey man, stay up, uh, enjoy. Enjoy your evening. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I am Sean. We'll see you next time for another great edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.